0: Mel
1: minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday Arab Shabbos. This is your Jewish moments in the morning radio program.
0: She'd a lash <laughs> and beha, yeah, yeah, yeah. A zabra lily cai, a zabra lily cai be oi. she a lash and ay, ay, a lash and beha, yeah, A lily Kai a I'm a little guy, i a little guy, Kai am a little
2: guy, I'm a little I'm a little guy, i a
0: little I'm not It's Show so
3: I am a man מומרים a man whos <laughs> a man whos <laughs> a man whos a man whos a man
1: case of you just like that song and you want to play it. That's <laughs> that's how Shuvu from Eitan Katz got into the playlist this morning here at JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. It's a Friday, Arab Shabbos, Yaakov Shweki, before that, with Yishtabach Shemo, you heard Taurus Chaim done by Miami, uh, Shlemy Gertner's Shabbos, Vuhu Yashmienu, from Yehuda Green, Chaim David Burson had Imishkacheich, Marabu from Micha Gamerman, and RJ2 had their version of Marabu before that. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Friday on this October 21st, day number 26 in the month of Tishrei, the year 5783, brand new year of uh, Tufshin Shinpei Gimel. Uh, Candle lighting time at 546 in New York. 546 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Bracious. Could you imagine we start from the beginning, Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Bracious with a big Mazel Tov to those who were Chassan uh, Torah and Chassan Brashas this past, uh, well, this past Tuesday in the Diaspora, this past Monday in Israel. Again, we bench Rosh Chodesh, uh, Mar Cheshvan, we, uh, uh, Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan will be Tuesday and Wednesday. We bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow, Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan will be Tuesday and Wednesday. On this Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Bracious, we start from the very, very beginning, literally, with the creation of the world. By the way, some calendars say that there's Yom Kippur Katan on Monday before, the day before Rosh Chodesh. There is none. There's no Yom Kippur Katan in the month of Tishrei. So if that's on your calendar, it is a mistake. And I uh, checked that with the Luach. And uh, sure enough, uh, I was right about that. By the way, I wrote to uh, Rabbi Heber last night. (laughs) One of our listeners pointed out, that um uh, after I uh, made the observation or actually I I I told her by Heber about Gavriel Siegel's observation that Holomoid Sukkot Shabbos Holomoid Success has to be the second longest benching after the Shabbos Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, uh a listener pointed out why wouldn't uh why wouldn't any um why wouldn't any should, wait, what did they say? Oh now I'm confused why wouldn't any shabbos holomoy uh be longer um now i'm con- now i'm confused why did they say that you know what i have to go back to the i have to go back to the email and find it i got to find that email now it's going to drive me crazy they made a point that i thought was a really really good point and Let's see here. All right, I'm going to look for it. (laughs) But the conversation... Oh, here it is. Okay. No, that's not it either. That's not it either. You know what the problem is these days? It's impossible to keep track of how you received a message about something. It could have been through a text. It could have been through WhatsApp. It could have been through email. Uh, It's almost impossible to figure out. Um... It's almost impossible to figure out where you saw something. All right, I'm going to look for this, and boys, it's going to drive me nuts. Oh, here it is. Oh no, that's not it either. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find that. It, it it could be in a text, uh, but the point was that we were saying that Shabbos Cholim Sukkis has to be the second longest because of the um, Harachamans. That are added with Ritzey and Yalavivo. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Whew. And I wrote to Rabbi Heber about it and asked him to save me. Why wouldn't a regular Shabbos Chanuka be longer? In other words, Alanisim is probably longer than Yalavivo and the Harachamans of Holomoid Sukkis. A Shabbos Cholamoyd Sukkis put together. That's the question. So I asked Rabbi Heber, and of course, I hope he's on the case because there's no word count there when it comes to these things like Rabbi Heber is. Uh, But yeah, it's very possible that this observation, that the the Shabbos Cholomot is the second uh, longest possible benching, it is possible that the regular Shabbos Chanukah without Rosh Chodesh would be the second longest. So whoever was that sent me that message... All I could say is thank you. Oh, yeah, it could be a message on the app. That's another method that people use. So. And, 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 in fact, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app, for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, so in addition to it being Rosh Chodesh Tuesday and Wednesday, again, Rosh Chodesh Mara Cheshvan will be Tuesday and Wednesday. In addition, Mazal Tov to those who are concluding Maseches Ksuvos and Daf Yomi on Rosh Chodesh. And then Thursday morning... After Rosh Chodesh, Mesechas Nedarim begins. So congratulations to those who are really doing an amazing job plowing through Shas. It is pretty remarkable, frankly. And Kolak um, vote is all I could say. Um, Let's see here. JS Chana says, Dear Nachum, with the holidays taking up so much of October, I do not know if you did a memorial for Absalom Kalbach's yard side if it's coming up this coming month at Saftachana Shuster down in Deerfield Beach. Thank you, Saftachana. Yeah, Tikva responded, and she's right. Um Reb Shlomo's yard site's on the 16th of Mar Cheshvan. So we have a couple of weeks till we get there. We haven't done a full-blown memorial in the last couple of years, but I think we've, we've really done a pretty good tribute, frankly, in terms of the time we've spent on the 16th of Cheshvan. Let's look up when the 16th of Cheshvan is, and um, that'll give us a better idea. Yeah, it's on the, oh, it's on that Thursday. It's on that Thursday, the 16th of Cheshvan, is the the day of uh, my daughter's wedding. So I will not be here that day. Uh, I'll see if whoever replaces me, in fact, um, I can include a whole bunch of Kalbach selections on that Thursday. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I didn't realize that it was coincidentally, that it was coinciding like that. Uh, Also, Tikva says happy birthday to Bibi and wishes us a Shabbat Bereshit Shalom. So I guess Bibi, the former Prime Minister of Israel, is celebrating a birthday. Anyway, there you have it, some of the things that are going on. It's Friday, Rabbi Hanukh Teller is going to join us, Harry Rothenberg is going to join us, Rabbi Yudin is going to join us, Malcolm Holmline is going to join us. At 10 o'clock, it's going to be Mark Zamek and the Arab Shabbos show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Uh, There's a lot, and the Kedem presentation of the Arab Shabbos music mix all day long. There's a lot going on today, and it's all happening right here at JM in the AM.
0: <gäng> you yeah, cool. give me a shianna call a in boy, the no matter mine. The answer you give me a shianna call a in boy, the no matter mine. The answer you give me in boy, the mine. you give me in boy. Gave you she ala fola foi The answer you gave me she ala The answer you I'm gonna We should be able to the boy The Korach The whole world, with the wonder I see, with the matter that turns the earth, only Rechte mine leye khouber li mitourer bala ena imazoumot kholem chagne o tsel dyourta bala me me chervir on je تجدني <laughs> جشّر <laughs>
1: J.M. in the AM with Avi Ilson and the I Call. You heard Vyazor done by Levi I'm Amiran Dvir, and Yassis Modani. That was uh, Dubbed Perlman here at J.M. in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, and the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSNF. Hour number two, we'll have Harry Rothenberg, by Chanoch Teller, and, of course, weekly update with Malcolm Honline. Hour number three, Rabbi Yudin will join us. Talk about Shabbos Parish's Candle Candlelighting in New York, 546. 546. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Kaleit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday air of Shabbos is next. Boker Tov from
4: Jamnam. <laughs> תאונות הדרכים, נער בן 17 במצב קשה לאחר שהתהפך עם טרקטורון עליו נהג סמוך לפארק גולדה בדרום הנגב בנסיבות הנחקרות עתה. כתבנו בדרום רמי שני מוסר שצוות מגן דוד אדום העביר למרכז הרפואי סורוקה בבאר שבע. וברצליה נפצע בעינוני ילד בן שבע הולך רגל שנפגע מרכב ברחוב האשל בעיר. כתבתנו ענה פינס מוסרת שהוא פונה על ידי צוותי מדה לבית החולים, يومאיים אחרי תקיפה נפכית גדוד צנחננים בידיים מtnחלים בחווארה האצור ראשון בפרשה שוחזר למאצר הבית. מדובר כתבנו שחר גליק.
2: האצור חי על צאל בעצמו שוחזר למאצר הבית לאחר יותר מיממה שayar במאצר. השופת צרבל לבקשות המשטרה להריחת מאצרו בחמשה אמנים נספים חקבה שיש חשד צביר שואכן השתתף באירוע אלי. בלילה שבין רביעי לחמשי וייקח חיילים בקפר חווארה. מילדות ישנם שני אצורים בפרשה שיוובו במשיך היום לדיון בהרחבה
4: נשיא אוקראי נזלנסקי הזהיר כי רוסיה מתכננת להחריב שכר מרכזי באזור חרסון. עם כתבת שחר כנוטובסקי.
0: 泽连斯基
5: סיפר שדיברחת מолב ואה שיבת המועצה האירופית כי רוסיה מתכננת מתקפה לחשמADA סחזר הקחוב קהה סמוך למזרז חורשונ.泽连斯基 סביר כי אריסת הסחזר עלו לא יעבור באשפכת המים
0: ליצפון קרים וקראי. מתקפה כזאת יהיה כמושמוש בנeschקל חשמADA אמונית. האולם צריך לנקות צהדי מיניא. בתוכה חמצר דחוט של ירדן קראי יום לאזרחה הפליכיה האיסלמית להימננה מי באוקראינה. זות לאחר שארצות הברית פרסמה הערכות,
4: ובתוך כך ישראל העבירה בימים האחרונים יותר ממיליון מנות מים ומנות מזון עם רכיב חימום עצמי עם חוזות שונים בחלקה המזרחי של אוקראינה. כתבנו המדיני הנירקוזין מוסר שמיליון אמנות אין חלק מהמשך הסיוע ההומניטרי של ישראל לאוקראינה. המשטרה מבקשת את עזרת הציבור ביתור קטין העונה לשם דוד צעידי, תושב בית שמש בין 11 בית. שעזב את מולת הפנימיה ביישוב פרדי סחנה שם הוא אמור לשהות ומאז עבדו עקבותיו. ככל הנראה שעה הלילה באזור מרכז העיר ירושלים, מבנה גופו רזז, שערו חום, עיניו חומות, ככל הידוע לבש חולצה לבנה ומכנס לבן. כל הידוע דבר על מקום מימצאו מתבקש לדבח למוקד מה של המשטרה. מזג האוויר מעונן חלקית, בשעות הקרובות עדיין ייתכן גשם מקומי בדרום ובמזרח וקיים חשש קל משיטפונות. מחר עד הצוהריים ייתכן גשם מקומי קל במישור החוף. ולסיום נטפליקס הוסיף על לקידום העונה החדשה של הסדרה הקטר, כיתוב המבהיר כי מדובר בדרמה בדיונית. צעד זה מגיע לאחר ביקורת חריפה נגד הסדרה שעד היום שובכה ללא הסתייגות ביחס לאמיתות ההתרחשויות. כתבת התרבות מאיה יהלו מציינת שאתמול השחקנית הבריטית ג'ודי דנץ' תקפה את נטפליקס בטענה כי הסדרה לא צודקת באופן אכזרי ופוגעת במוסד בית המלוכה. אלה החדשות.
3: That wheel just keeps on turning The rush, the drive A week of working, never evading our goal Till a moment creates a transformation Within our soul Time to unwind The daily grind is over And we can find The peace of mind, the light inside That makes us whole In a moment that dates back to creation Hashem's in control. We let out a sigh and look up to the sky as the sun sits on all our cares. So happy it's finally here.
0: Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. Baruch Hashem, it's Shabbos. Shabbos, it's Shabbos.
3: We're signing out of all the wheeling, dealing. We're zooming in and getting close to the creator of it all. To the moment that brings us separation. Let's turn around and seek the inner meaning that can be found. When we step out of our day-to-day routine, it's a moment our souls find elevation. While quitting it
0: a sigh, and we tell her goodbye, and escort
3: her upon her way. It's just six more days till we say. One, oh, two, three, four, five, six.
0: One, two,
5: three, four, five,
3: In the clouds and the skies, and the earth, and the earth, and all and all the world, in the days of Yom Hashvi,
6: Of our race, my life away, hell, Ah hey ahla baba Malaha ke ha
1: J.M. and the AM, by request, Shruli Williger and Shalom Aleichem, a real classic from years back here at J.M. and the AM. Yaakov Shweki with Baruch Hashem at Shabbos. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Ahom School Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Hello to listener Yudi out there in Cleveland. Uh, It was listener Mensch who wanted the Shruli Williger's classic Shalom Aleichem from the voice of our Generation album from years ago. Um... Again, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN Homeschool Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Uh, What did I just see here? Oh, there we go. So um, every week we have the opportunity uh, to present some amazing divrei Torah on this broadcast. We do that with great pride. And uh, we love how the uh, community reacts to the different presentations that we make, and Harry Rothenberg has proven to be a very, very popular um, uh, presenter when it comes to um, Parshas of Shavuot, the Torah portion of the week. With that in mind, we start a brand new cycle with Parshas Bracious. Harry Rothenberg on Parshas Brachas on a Friday morning Erev Shabbos at JM in the AM.
7: Let's set the scene for the first instance of sibling rivalry in recorded history. Cain and Abel, Cain and Hevel. Cain is a great idea. God is wonderful. I'm going to bring him an offering, a sacrifice. He brings some fruit as an offering to God. Hevel's younger brother, Tagalong Tony, goes and brings an even nicer sacrifice. We're told that he brings from his firstborn and from the best of his flocks. God shows up and he accepts Hevel's sacrifice and ignores Cain and his sacrifice. And Cain, not surprisingly, is in a rage. His younger brother stole his idea, showed him up, embarrassed him, but now God appears and gives Cain the best pep talk ever. He says to him, Cain, if you improve, you'll be forgiven. What does he mean? Just go back into the orchard, bring me the best fruits, the one you were saving the sell to Tropicana and I'll accept them and we're good. And then God continues. However, sin crouches at the door. It's desirous for you. What does he mean? He means, I know how tough it's gonna be. When you go back to the orchard to do the do-over, your brother may be smirking at you. And then God finishes the pep talk and he says, but you can overcome it. He's telling Cain, you can do this. I made you, I know how tough it's gonna be, but you can do this. And unfortunately, the pep talk doesn't work. Next passage, Cain goes out and he kills his brother. But the pep talk is still there. God's words are immortalized in the Torah for us. And we know who God's talking about. When he says, sin crouches at the door, we have different names for him. The devil, the Satan in Hebrew, the Satan, the Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination. We may even be able to conjure up a mental image of him. Red, horns, tail, a pitchfork. We know what the devil looks like. We can almost hear him cackling that sinister laugh whenever we give in to his enticements, <laughs> I got him again. There's only one small problem. That conception of the devil, of the sultan, doesn't exist in Judaism. It's a different religion. God created the sultan. The sultan is his servant. Yes, the sultan tempts us, but he wants us to say no. He doesn't want us to give in. We think that when we give in, he goes back after a successful day, plants his pitchfork in the ground, lights up a cigar, throws down a few martinis to celebrate. It's the exact opposite. He's upset when we give in. His job is to bring out the best of us by tempting us and having us say no, not to bring out the worst in us. One commentator says you have to read the text of God's speech as follows. He's telling Kyan, sin crouches at the door. Its desire is for you to overcome it something doesn't want us to give in and if only we could remember that when that little satanic voice is whispering to us do it something you know you shouldn't do don't do that something you know you should do and you just wait cock your ear and listen wait what's that faint sound i hear wait what what else are you whispering to me don't give in you don't want me to listen he doesn't want us to listen and you want to know if you can pass his test there's only one way to tell. If you're having a test, you can pass it. Because God, through his servant, the Sutton, does not give people tests that they can't handle. We can overcome him. He wants us to overcome him. J.M in the AM, my thanks, of
1: course, to Harry Rothenberg. As usual, a uh, brilliant presentation uh, regarding the Torah portion of the week. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Well... Uh, Rabbi Hanokh Teller is with us live via telephone. The uh, great lecturer and storyteller and the uh, presenter uh, has informed us that uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, Matzai Shabbos Bracious starting at 9 p.m. at the unusual of Lawrence Cedarhurst. There is a, a special event entitled Guide for the Vexed. If you're struggling how to navigate Shidduchim, if you're dating, about to start dating, or if you're the parent of one who's involved in dating, it's an absolute must-attend event. Tomorrow night, October the 22nd, 9 p.m., with Rabbi Arye Leibowitz, Rabbi Eitan Feiner, Rabbi Hanoch Teller at the young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, 8 Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, New York. Rabbi Hanoch Teller, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank
8: you. Of course. It's always mutual.
1: And a good yard to and, you. Uh, and tell us why tomorrow night is such an important event. This is
8: criminal levels of understatement. Uh, People are involved in shiduchim. People are just about to start. And you want to make an informed decision, certainly about the most important decision of your lifetime. Uh, I find that I'm involved in this for for decades already. Uh, Clearly, for the guy who's dated 40 girls or the girl who's dated 30 guys or whatever it may be, the solution is not number 41 or number 31. The The solution is having the proper education and direction And that's what these great rabbis are going to be offering on Mosi Shabbos. It's not a panel discussion, it's also not a mixer. It's just an evening of Shi'urim giving advice. Rabbi Feiner will be dipping into the hundreds of people he's given counsel to. Rabbi will leave with, as everyone knows, always has wise ideas and very important tips. And at the end, we'll be featuring a film which we produced about three issues. That I think if singles would see it, it would help them lose their status. Important things to develop and cultivate.
1: So once someone's gone through the 40 or 30, as you describe, I mean, is a different strategy needed? Is a different mindset needed? What is it that has to change or be adjusted?
8: Well, there's certain things. Aside from, obviously, uh, what's important, what's not important, which I'll leave to the rabbis to, to discuss. It's also very important that when one gets ready for Shaduchim, part of it, And getting ready is knowing how to get along with people, how to work out a situation, a commitment to work out a difficulty, uh, being communicative, being able to make a decision. And people, if they would have these thoughts in advance, and it's harder when you, you you get set in your ways to always change. We all know that from every aspect of life. But here also, it's going to work to our disadvantage. Therefore, even if someone is mid-course or someone who has yet, not yet begun, the advice that will be dispensed will be critical, a game changer, and how to go about this challenging or how to navigate this, this episode.
1: Do you think that this is uh, any different than it used to be, meaning uh, is the shidduch situation and the dating scene just as complicated today as it was, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago? Are things just different because circumstances are different? Has this always been a very difficult area of Jewish life?
8: Uh, I'm not sure about that. I, I think it's I think the difficulty is for people themselves who don't have the right. It's not a question of the times. I think there are certain people that either they lack from their home or lack from their education or they don't they themselves don't have the right priorities and they make mistakes. Uh, and these are mistakes that are rectifiable and correctable if people would just sit them down and explain to them what has to be done. As a rule, uh, people don't. Own this. People assume it's just going to happen. They're popular people. They'll go into cheduchem. It'll just happen like that, and it goes on. You know, it's almost like going in orbit again and again and again and again without direction. It's just like everyone knows. You know, like uh, Blue Eyes has the song. And people, your audience probably doesn't even know. Frank Snapchat has the song, and I did it my way. <laughs> it, it doesn't work. You want to be a doctor and you don't go to medical school. You can't do it your way. You're, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. You want to be a lawyer and you're subpoenaed to court and you don't hire a lawyer to do it your way. It doesn't work. Your car is stuck and you don't know how to anything about mechanics. I don't know the difference in a carburetor and a respirator. So there are times you have to go to people to give you good counsel. And that's precisely to get, I mean, are you liberal with everyone wishes to hear what he has to say for good reason, but find it with so much experience and unhumbly and most of it knowledgeable about this and that's what we put into the film which it's just harnessing a medium that will be able to convey to people in a way things that have to be clear to someone who's in the process of dating
1: Uh, Robert Teller is with us live via telephone have you seen success? This can't be the first time that you're pursuing trying to get uh, uh, those who are involved or the parents who are involved in uh to make adjustments, to increase communication, to do things possibly a little differently, to give them advice. Have you seen this type of direction that you've given actually work?
8: That's a good question. So the fact of the matter is I'm a tiny Rebbe, and I don't mean topographically, but I have a small role in Shivata Kotel. And the shiva offers boys in shanabet uh, uh, for over the course of Thursday nights for about five or six weeks. We give them hadracha by different ish, by different rebbeim, and guys are coming back years later. How helpful it was for them. Other than that, I mean, this may happen to other yeshivas. I don't know if it does, but it may happen. But other than that, I'm not aware of this thing ever happening before.
9: Wow. And
8: it occurred to me because I'm sort of picking up the pieces. People come to me years later, they're dating and dating and dating, and I'm aware of the fact that what's happening here is that there's a lack of uh, priorities and direction, and had they only had this fine-tuned, which is what Shiduchim is, it's really fine-tuning, had this only happened, uh, they could have been spared a lot of hardship and been married so much earlier.
1: Tomorrow night, everybody, here's the opportunity to uh, take advantage of the gathering of, of some great advisors, some wonderful rabbis. It's called Guide for the Vexed. If you're struggling how to navigate the shidduchim scene, if you're dating, about to start dating, if you're the parent of one who's involved in the Shidduch scene, it's a must-attend event. tomorrow night, 9 p.m., Rabbi Arya Leibowitz, Rabbi Eitan Feiner, Rabbi Hanoch Teller with a brief film on the subject, all happening at the Young Israel of Lauren Cedarhurst. Uh, which is at 8 Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, New York. Uh, Rabbi Teller, a web address or any uh, source for information, or just people should show up at 9 o'clock tomorrow night.
8: Uh, Please show up. Uh, Sorry, we're doing things a little bit uh, dinosauric, but uh, (laughs) I'm hoping that we're just getting out. Uh, You're laughing, (laughs) but it's not so funny. Okay, I just want to stress the last thing you mentioned. It's certainly for people who are, you know, and dating or people who haven't yet started dating. It's so critically important. But you mentioned the parents. There are parents who themselves... Did not meet the and they get totally clueless when their children enter this, this episode of life. So it's important for parents also. They'll, they'll be walk out very, very rewarded. I, I dare say whoever comes will be grateful for the rest of their lives.
1: So those who claim that the parent, parental involvement is not always a good thing, you're saying it can be a positive aspect.
8: Well, yeah, if the parents know what they're doing, then it's very positive. If they don't know what they're doing, then it's (laughs) detrimental.
1: Understood. Uh, Always a pleasure speaking to you. Good luck tomorrow night, and thanks so much for joining us this morning.
8: Thank you very much. Well, bless you.
1: Thank you so much. Rabbi Chanoch Teller, everybody. Tomorrow night, he'll be uh, speaking about the brief film that he has on the subject of Shidduchim, or by Eitan Feiner, or by Aryeh Leibowitz. Libowitz will be presenting at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst, 8th Spruce Street in Cedarhurst, New York. Just show up at 9 p.m. It's a, it's really as simple as that. Uh, if you're in the Shidduch scene, or if you're a, a parent of someone who is, uh, it's an opportunity tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. And please spread the word. I'm sure uh, everybody listening knows people uh, that could benefit from this. So please. Spread the word, JM and the AM, at a Friday morning hour of Shabbos. Malcolm Holmlund will be coming up. We'll do our weekly update here at JM in the AM. We'll have that for you uh, coming up here on a uh, Friday hour of Shabbos. I, um, you know, one of the, one of the ways I describe this time of year, especially when it comes to kosher food is a time for replenishment. Have you noticed that? that? A lot of people have gone through everything that they've had uh, for Rosh Hashanah, for sukkahs, for Shemidiyat Saras, and, and now it's time to replenish things, to get to those great supermarkets and the kosher supermarkets and make sure you have everything you need for your amazing family. And that's why we're reminding everybody that our dear friends at Abel's and Hyman are making and producing and uh, distributing to the kosher world some of the most amazing traditional kosher delicacies out there, including pastrami and corned beef, salami, and much more. Old-world classics like beef fry, kishka, and more, and modern, better-for-you kosher products, including uh, uh, no-nitrate added, reduced-fat and reduced-sodium hot dogs, and many other unique items. It's all happening courtesy of a h Go to kosherdogs.net, enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Go to your supermarkets and enjoy the incredible A&H displays that are on display in so many of the great kosher supermarkets and enjoy A&H today you'll be glad you did more coming up it is a friday morning Erev Shabbos and you're listening to jm in the am <laughs>
2: sham avaza kho echad, bo eshad is mianu ela echad khad echad, Kein Mensch Abeni aber he ni ma was love can it up give me the power mach was a schein the be name at and a shoymer shaba sabeni kol do oi Shemes like show be in my bus, look I should Show him a shabbos, hallelujah, he's a Kodesh Goyroloy, the Jimmy Yats of Choybas, Loyoimash, Loy, he'll be a doin' meholy, Gib mir kein mach a shoey mer sha ba das <laughs> dae nimmer i to me Shoy means, I believe in my boss, look Kim in Chamach Bas, a shoy man in my boss, lock Kim in the kachoi go al Shoy, oy en angla gums in chaba eleman shek, a shaymer Mer ha ben i ma baz, lock eidila to game fall machbaz, a shayy mel shabbas, ha benie ma baz, lock eidila to, gimil fall machbas. Ay hoy, koy dashi lochem, shaba shamba samakar, el tabate hem la beracha.
1: J.M. and the AM candlelighting at 546 on this Erev Shabbos at Shlomo Katz, of course, the Solomon Brothers before that right here. On JM and the A.M. Friday morning, this portion of NSN programming brought to you by our amazing friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more old world classics, beef fry kishka and more, and modern, better for you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat and reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Do yourself a favor. A lot of people are replenishing their supplies of delicious kosher food now the uh, holidays are over. When you get to your supermarket today, you'll see a beautiful A&H display. It's incredible the way it looks. Uh, no matter what supermarket you're going to, uh, load up at all these great items. And make sure your family has what they need and what they love. Uh, visit the website at kosherdogs.net and try AH today at the website, by the way, a 10% discount with promo code radio. Try AH today, you'll be glad you did. And a special greeting to all of our friends at Abels and Hyman who are great supporters of our work here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. It's a Friday morning Erev Shabbos weekly update and more on a Friday uh, if you keep it here at JM and the AM. A little bit more from uh, Shlomo Katz and his recent Shabbos selections at JM and the AM. <laughs>
2: keil a da in al cola <laughs> massim bo du khum vailach be fikal han schama god sei vetu vail ma leilam <laughs> da asus dona soi ve vim heidai ha mis ga al khai yisa koides menad arbe ala vail melkava the Lord is the Lord, the Lord is the Lord, ko'ya
1: In a.m. end, Adon, another brand new Shabbos selection from Shlomo Katz. Friday morning, Arab Shabbos. We'll light candles on this Erev Shabbos Bracious at 5.46 in New York. 5.46 in New York. Make sure you know and think, start where you are. Tomorrow, we'll bench Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan is Tuesday and Wednesday. A two-day Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, Mar Cheshvan is Tuesday and the Wednesday of next week. And... Um, and there you have it. Also, Yomi Sium next week. But more about that actually next week here at JM in the AM. Friday morning, of Shabbos. Uh, don't forget that uh, Mark Zomik and the of Shabbos show brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem is going to be on at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Um, Saturday night, Segal with Avrami and Rabbi Eliezer Wickler tomorrow night starting at 9 p.m. And Matis with JM Sunday live this coming Sunday morning between 7 and 9 a.m. As the incredible programming continues here at the Nachum Segal Network in our brand new season. Uh, I want to thank our friends at jewishworldreview.com. review.com has thousands of articles that you could print out before Shabbos about Israel and the Jewish world to become even more educated about this amazing world of ours. Go to Jewish World Review; You'll enjoy their, uh, their role as a resource of a lot of great material. Um, go there and enjoy. Malcolm Honline is vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations with us Fridays at 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time for the weekly update here at JM in the A.M. Mr. Honlein, welcome back to JM in the A.M.
10: Well, thank you. It's been a long time, but uh, I hope everybody had wonderful yom tovim. and Those who were in Israel certainly did, and those who were here I hope did. Um, so it's good to get back and now to... Face a very hectic, active, and challenging winter.
1: Well, that's uh, an understatement. Well, you were just in Israel. Um, I know that you know you you left relatively speaking, um, you know, right after the Chag, within a day or two. So I don't know if you were able to enjoy or experience any of the any of the energy that might already exist leading up to the November first election. Uh, were you in fact uh, able to feel? A change in atmosphere immediately after the holiday as Israel gets into election mode
10: well because I kept the second day I, I did uh, get to see some of the initial launches uh, uh, immediately after young and because people were so constrained meaning the candidates and the parties because of Chagim. so since Rosh Hashanah through Sukkot there was almost n- uh, no uh, public campaigning uh, there are signs there are other things up and and of course the slew of statements that have, that continue to flow, but the really intense period's gonna be two weeks, and you're good, the media is being bombarded, the people are being bombarded, and the, the uh, intensity will increase, I think, up until the last minute, especially because it's so close, and there's no definitive um, uh, winner right now, meaning a block of 61, and the, so it will be fighting over very small numbers and differences. And every party will say that they're the ones who will make the Block 61 on the left or on the right. And the the um, and the and issues right now are obviously very serious as well. I did meet with a lot of the political leaders during my stay in Israel. So, But I, I have to say, honestly, that we're not campaigning. They were talking seriously about the, the issues, things I'm involved with, and that... Uh, the issues that, uh, as they see it, certainly Iran remains a primary issue, and of course the Lebanese oil deal was uh, the Lebanese deal was um, uh, a primary issue uh, of concern. But ranging from everything from Chinese involvement to uh, to economic uh, crisis that Israel, as well as every other country, faces. Although Israel has it under better control, even than here.
1: It's a um, it, it's to the detriment, wouldn't you say? ...of Israel, and especially the Israelis that don't enjoy all these uh, repeat elections... Um, that there is no, uh, at least uh, a path to a coalition at the moment. And I say it like that because even during the elections when there ended up being no coalition where the numbers didn't exist, the polls beforehand sort of suggested there was a path to form some type of government, some type of majority. Now, even the polls, you know, a couple of weeks in advance of the election, not even a couple of weeks, it's 10 days, but in advance of the election can't find a way for anybody to form a coalition. That's gotta be depressing for some people
10: yeah but people I think are very skeptical about the polling about the uh, trends there is concern like here, like for instance about security issues and economic issues and nobody has simple answers for for those things there were uh, the, the, the very heated debate about the Lebanese deal but most people don't know the details and don't you know just listen to the headlines that say it's a bad deal or that selling it is a good deal the uh, I think that it's really the day-to-day bread-and-butter issues, like I think will will impact how people vote here. Uh, and the I think that the turnout may be higher than people than the skeptics thought because people are just tired of the elections, and that is true. And they they tired of the system that produces an election after a year and after uh, on average every two plus years. That the average is going down, not up and the um the, i i think also that the, the people are looking at it in, in a long-term way life in israel is good but inflation is taking a heavy price real estate other things going up the food certainly going up sharply uh, the government taking measures but doesn't really uh, impact directly at people so the the the, the The number
1: of families that are economically, that are financially strapped in Israel must be going up like crazy.
10: It has gone up very significantly, and uh, the numbers are always very uh, depressing because it it shouldn't be, Um, and especially the number of children who who are living under the poverty level. But uh, the government, there are are a lot of organizations that try to address it and to, to improve the situation. But again, you know, people will vote. There are very strong ideological uh, tendencies. I think it's less the case this time. Uh, people are looking at w- how will they achieve stability, and who will be able really to make a dent in the mm-hmm. in the concerns about you know you had 34 incidents. I think in September alone, shooting incidents, and we've seen the activation of the lines. Then uh, militia and the army has done a great job in trying to counter it, but the um, uh... you know palestinian security forces are not helping to prevent they, they have no um real motivation and i think that they're not being paid and they or being paid uh... only half of their salary and the the um, militia which is made up of tanzin and hamas and former islamic Jihad and and fatah people and the and their their fathers are in the pa of security services and their kids are in the lion's Then. And clearly are getting money from Hamas, Islam, Jihad, maybe Iran, and others. Directly or indirectly, uh, so the security situation is uh, always as uh, right. Uh, and and our primary concern. And
1: if security is going to be the number one or close to the number one issue in this upcoming elections, so let's go a couple go through a couple of these things that you just mentioned and alluded to. The, the first thing was the, uh, in terms of the agreement with Lebanon, I mean if it is going to in fact cool things between Hezbollah and Israel, there's less of a chance of an engagement of 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 you know of, of Hezbollah attacking Israel, uh, uh, in, uh, ensuing with some rocket fire on Israel, etc., then I would have to assume that most people, if not all, are happy with the agreement. Would that be the case?
10: I think most people don't really understand the agreement. It's, it is complicated when you look at the maritime uh, borders that are being established. There are those who will argue that this was a capitulation to Hezbollah and to under Hezbollah pressure, and Hezbollah will take credit for it. Um, the other side argues that that is, is not the case, that Israel didn't yield territory, uh, as the others claim. They yielded uh, water territory, Uh, which has implications, but they say it doesn't impact their security operations. It's an economic uh, boundary. But in fact, the line that's being drawn is closer to what the Lebanese demanded than to what Israel had initially uh, requested. Um, The United States obviously was very involved and pushed this very hard. It does avoid a confrontation with uh, Hezbollah for now. As you know, that is not a guarantee for the future. Right,
1: which the media, and, by the way, on this side of the world, promoted, I'm sure, more than the media in Israel. It has to be. Exactly. Because, and, because here you'd think that this was so to Israel's benefit and, and 100% of the Israeli population is behind it because it's going to prevent an engagement between Israel and Hezbollah. I didn't even realize until what you said this morning about how Israel's reacted to it or the, you know, the split— uh, A a view of it um, or the confusion about it that there that it's not you know totally clear that this is a great security move for Israel
10: so I I would define to find people here or there who are not directly involved who know the details because many of the details were not revealed and they're selling it in on the principles uh, which enables Israel to start producing at Karish but Israel could do that anyway that is clearly completely within Israeli territory and the, um, uh, it'll be a long time till Lebanon really benefits from this. Uh, it's it, it's Obviously, they gave it to Total, and Total, uh, the French energy company, and it's energy in who's developing the Israeli site. Um, and the, the gas flow from Israel will be pretty soon because the facility is ready. It, it, the Lebanese side is way behind. As you know, the government is is in collapse, and so it could be a long while before they actually – see uh, results, and there the, are assurances that money will not go to to the Hezbollah, although we know that the money there is fungible and Hezbollah is is in a controlling force, so it's hard to see how they can uh, uphold those assurances.
1: And the second but, piece, I'm sorry?
10: Yeah, but I just wanted to say, I mean, the arguments that are being made when the chief of staff, the military, the Shin Bet, the Mossad, all of them endorse this uh, this deal. Uh, and I'm sure that they, you know, reviewed all the details and concerns.
1: Yeah, I get that. The second piece to the security issues is what you said regarding. Yudan Shomron and other areas, not just Yudan Shomron. We see attacks and uh, and violence in other areas, but in in fact in Judea and Samaria, area, uh, it's being uh, painted as the worst violence since 2015. And it's, it, I don't know, it's just a different atmosphere now because usually uh, the world would react, and I'm talking about the Jewish community around the world uh, would react with uh, with greater concern and sympathy. I don't think it is uh, at the level of what we saw during the Intifada, etc. Maybe you would argue that it's, you know the violence is not nearly as bad as during the Intifadas, but can this worst violence of you know since seven years ago play a major role in the upcoming election
10: absolutely it's going to be uh, a concern it is a concern today uh, because you have had the violence in various parts it's not an intifada uh, it's not uh, hasn't gotten the popular uh, support but it's much more widespread you see a lot of knife attacks it's not only guns some, people, directly- some people have written
1: that this is how the intifadas began
10: well, that, that it's true, there, but um, uh, violence uh, uh, is always the beginning of an or any other action. So the question is, is: This popular uprising of people committed to this, or are they? And the polls show generally that there is support for violence against Israel, and it's because of the frustrations they have with their own government, with their own conditions, which are not the making of Israel, but of their of their own leadership and their failures, and they of course shift the onus then to to Israel. And you see Abbas. And others uh, joining in that chorus, uh, the, but the fact is that Israel takes these preventative measures because these they're, they're killing people, and and my point was that it's not it's guns it's knives it's distant it's uh, you know where they shoot from from hidden places where they attack from outside a settlement or outside a, a police uh, facility, uh, and not direct confrontation. And then there are the incidents of direct confrontation so you have to differentiate between the different uh, right. uh, kinds of of attacks that that have been taking place but the, but the impact in terms of the israelis and the voters and the and who will go to vote uh is uh, can be very serious and now they say well who can give the, the answers will gantz benefit from it because he's minister of defense will uh, lapid benefit from it or will um, or, or netanyahu or Ben Gavir benefit because people want a tougher approach to, um, uh, to to the to the violence and and seeing the the um, new developments in terms of of the attacks, uh, you know at least twenty members um, are being held of the alliance then by the, the PA, which wants them. To accept jobs with ba security forces and, and to get out of the alliance then because it's a threat to them as well and this is uh you know so it's it's a, it's destabilizing on both sides and and creates a circumstance also the economic conditions where where people the price of of staples goes up uh, Israel has made remarkable efforts to contain inflation it's running about half of i think in the United States. And the projection for next year is uh, back to six percent, or this year six percent growth, and then stabilizing at the normal range of three point five to four point five. I think the um, uh, so the the economy. We still see the investment in the high tech sector. We see the people coming to Israel to invest and to to try to buy companies. We see more from the Abraham Accord countries coming, the expansion of the trade, particularly with UAE, but also delegations from, you know, Pakistan and Indonesia and others coming uh, to Israel. So there are positive signs and, and the boom the the um, Nahum, the most amazing thing is to see the boom in construction everywhere. I stood on an apartment in Ramad Dalid. Dalit and which is the fourth sector outside the city that was built, and just from the balcony we were standing on, I could see seven cranes (laughs) working on buildings, and they're already up to Vav. So that's already the sixth uh, suburb development of of remote McChemish, and they're talking about much more expansion from that. The prices double every year, every two years, it's, it's, it's a remarkable development, and yet, and you see it everywhere in Tel Aviv, in Jerusalem. There isn't a spot that's available that doesn't get built on, and foreigners buy, but also Israelis. And the the um, uh, need for rental housing is just is, is astounding, and I hope that the government will take steps to, to, especially for young people who can't afford to buy, to be able to get residences, or else they they can look abroad. They can or go, say they'll go abroad for a year or two and then ends up being much more. Is there any affordable area things. of Israel? Yeah, as you get further away from the major cities, certainly there are affordable areas and in, in beautiful areas in the Galil. Uh, Beersheba is growing immensely, and and it's not cheap, but the the, the suburbs there, the uh, more r- r- rural places are f- affordable. You have Boshavim, you have other places where, uh, people can get it, but they want to be able to with, be within close proximity to jobs, which is mostly in the center.
1: Uh, Malcolm Holmline with us, Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. round the world at dot com, and the MalcolmSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN. I have a very astute listener, realized that I'm going to be out of town for my uh, future son-in-law's Ufruf the Friday after the election, so I will. Don't worry, folks. I'm going to speak to Malcolm. We might do something maybe earlier in the week in Arid Friday because we can't uh, not have a post-election uh, conversation, especially with the uh, <laughs> with the confusion that's expected with this election. All right, let's go to Iran for a second. I mean, I it, it's good to see that at least here in the United States, we're reading articles and seeing uh, um, uh, uh, different uh, reports online and that people seem to finally be concerned about the situation in Iran. Are the protests growing? Uh, are, are there more crackdowns coming from security forces, which are leading, by the way, to murder in some cases uh, of people who are protesting in Iran? What's the, uh, what's the situation there right now?
10: Well, I can give you certainly the, the breaking news on this. I've talked to the people in Iran yesterday, or late, late last night, and uh, we keep in touch with them on a regular basis to, to understand what's happening. And believe me, what you're reading in the reports, in the hearing in, in the reports, it doesn't even scratch the surface of the reality on the ground. Demonstrations, about 9 million people have already participated in the demonstrations. Tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow, look for massive events, a, a good bellwether of what is about to happen. I think the truck drivers will finally be going on strike after, uh, and that that is very critical because the uh, it includes some of the tanker drivers, which means that the refineries will not be able to send that oil. Some of the refineries are already shot by uh, other strikes. Uh, the security forces, many of them are refusing to shoot, and therefore the death toll has not been as high as... One would have expected, and they've done brilliant things. You know, they 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 take the pictures of the Basiji who are very vicious, and they trace them on the internet and get their families' addresses, and they go and they hold the demonstrations outside the home of their parents and say, "We will hold you to account for whatever happens uh, by your children's um, actions and participation in the uh, violence." The um, uh, the, the, so it, it is spreading in terms of cities, it's spreading in terms of the number of places. They break the CCTV cameras, so the, they don't know where to anticipate the next demonstration. They can't see where it's organizing. In Tehran alone, there are 250 places where demonstrations are taking place. When you only have 50,000 troops available for it, because many refuse. to, uh, of those even to refuse to shoot, they go in, in security operations. They have brought on some Hezbollah. They have brought in some Hamas. They try to get Afghanis to come and fight I, from Syria. I think that did not succeed. Uh, they are uh, increasingly giving orders to, to take more violent responses because they see that they're losing control. And especially as it spreads now to Kurdistan where you have live fire exchanges. Uh, and uh, the Azeri, uh, the Azerbaijan Western Eastern Provinces, which represent, uh, they call themselves, I think, Turkic um, because of the language, about um, 30 million people. And the Baluchis. the others, that is really a threat. So they are cracking down in Kurdistan and in other places, but they can't, they're limited because if they really evoke, a true violent response from from these from the ethnic groups, it, it will spell the end. I do believe this is a true revolution. I do believe that ultimately it could topple the government, and a lot depends on what the West does. The United States has come out with some statements this time at least, which we, have, we didn't do in the last time in 2019 and before, uh, but it's not enough. We have to see to it that they get funds. The level of dissidence is rising all the time amongst uh, groups, and people are willing to sell information. They're willing to uh, turn in uh, other leaders. The uh, high school students have been demonstrating, certainly college students, and this has been led by women. They just arrested 40 women yesterday uh, who, who they claim are leaders. We'll have to see if they put them on trial or what they're going to do to it. But I think each of those actions is very short-sighted because it's, it's evoking greater responses by uh, the people and the uh, uh, the courage of the people knowing that they're being filmed to demonstrate and to the yelling death to the dictator uh, is, is remarkable. So whether... Iran is really in a position, and given their economic conditions, they're not in a great position, uh, and they have a lot of diversions. Uh, we could see uh, a, the erosion of the of the position of of the supreme leader. He will make the he still makes the ultimate decisions, and his son, who was in line, seems to be in hiding. Uh, but the, the people's frustration is is truly remarkable, and it's it's a real demonstration of courage we see that they keep shifting their tactics and trying to to quell it, but they're not. They're using digital surveillance and drones to target demonstrations. They've used live ammunition, they, they use crowd dispersal. But when they break up one uh, demonstration, then three more take place. So they divide up into different areas and have uh, have been very clever and, and uh, much more than any of the media here is reporting the, the fact that the oil income will be reduced sharply as demonstrations by the truck drivers, uh, that was really the last big sector in the oil refineries, which even where a third of the people are on strike. But if they can't take it out of the places, then the oil is not, is not for sale, is not going to be brought to the market. Are so Jew- it's a very complex issue and, and a really remarkable dynamic. I could talk to you for forty minutes about it because it's there's so much happening there.
1: Are Jews in Iran involved in the protests?
10: No, not that we know of so far. They uh, and they, I mean, I'm I'm sure they're very concerned about it because it's a very very small minority, uh, they they're an easy target, and so I think um, the wisdom on their part is to stay out and to. Um, I guess, to protect their their institutions. I know that they did have very quiet, uh, they had some Torah celebrations, but I think they were not held in, in the traditional uh, uh, places uh, or, or outside, and uh, I'm sure they were uh, subdued. So in- the 750 Hezbollah that supposedly uh, are coming in um, and the others are, are very vicious. They 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 you know they have no restrictions on what they do because they're not worried about the consequences until their pictures start getting posted. And all of a sudden, they, they see that they could be held to account uh, later on. Uh, so everybody, every part of this uh, has broad implications I'm trying for to, the region. I'm
1: trying to get a perspective. though. I mean, the revolution was 42, 43 years ago. I'm trying to get a perspective of this is the... The, the most progress, a democratic, I don't even know if you want to call it a democratic revolution, I'm not quite sure You know how to classify it, but is this the most attention uh, and the most success so far in all these decades um, uh, that the, uh, you know, that the let, let's call them pro-democracy for a moment or anti-government forces have had? Has there been any period of time that's been close to this? Um, has there been a period of time, frankly, where there's been more American support uh, and more support from Washington
10: than today? well we don't have enough support from the west especially Europeans and others if they would reimpose sanctions they which they can even under the JCPOA um i mean that they're, they're threatening attacks against Saudi Arabia because there's a Saudi sponsored tv station that continues to broadcast from london and washington and uh, they you know they've shut off the internet in a lot of the places and these are things that we can help bypass by making sure that there are um, means to convey messages um to the people and the people to be able to convey messages out there are still people who use the phone to do it which is obviously very um, very risky that threatening Saudi Arabia and maybe by a Houthi attack or another attack on Aramco or something else and that's one of the ways to try to divert attention to say where it's a foreign war and you know that they engage and escalate the the situation with uh, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, but the um, This is unprecedented. This is different. It's broader. The fact that it's led by women and that women have taken the lead across the country in it, that it is spreading and that people uh, are willing to go out and say death to the dictator, which they did the last time. But this is much more widespread. And um, I think that the, the, um, the whole dynamic of this is different. I, I, I spoke to the people at that time in America. Who said we don't get involved in family disputes. Both Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, and Colin Powell, both did it, and uh, it, that you know took away the spirit from this. This time, it's pure. It's domestic-driven. It's um, it's very it's very serious, and the diversity of the tax the sophistication with which some of these demonstration how they move them around and how they um uh, are able to bypass the security forces is, is very impressive.
1: I would think that I would think that Syria is paying careful attention to the West's
10: reaction to all this.
1: Right? Because uh, they, You're
10: absolutely right. Uh, Syria pays close attention to it. Um
1: Because their crackdowns are very similar to this, <laughs> frankly.
10: They they are similar because the tactics are are, are similar. But the uh, right now, Syria is, has been more pacified. I think uh, the control of the Syrian government has expanded a lot. By the way, he met with Hamas leadership uh, leaders uh, this week, and they talked about a very warm exchange. Uh, I think the uh, you know the Russians are reducing their footprint there. Iran may do the same to withdraw troops to to come to back to. Iran.
1: Good for good for uh, Israel or not, especially on the Russian side as they withdraw their key defense system?
10: Well, it depends who fills the void. And if the, the Syrians take over the use of the systems, the air defense systems with Russia till now controls, I don't believe Russia will do that. I, I know that they removed some of the air defense systems back to Ukraine, uh, at least two that were near uh, Israel's border. Um but so, the Russians, at least, you know, sustained some sort of an order there. You know, Hezbollah will obviously take advantage of any vacuums that that, are, that exist.
1: So a stronger and Russia, so others. a stronger Russia versus Ukraine equals a weaker Syria versus Israel.
10: I'm not sure you can draw that as an as an exact equation. Uh, a weaker Syria is um, better. for know, Israel. It's, it's hard to define anything that could be weaker than uh, what Syria was. Right. You know. Eleven million refugees, hundreds of thousands. I mean, a replaced population. The ethnic cleansing that Iran has done. Their presence there is, is uh, very significant, and they will fill a void if the Russians. Right. The Russians at least countered the Iranian presence. They didn't want them to be a dominant factor. Russia is still there, and and plays an important role. But I don't think that uh, I don't think that they um, that their absence is is something that will have consequences also you have turkeys acting more uh, against the pkk but they also have to look at what's going on in iran uh you know because the domestic situation in turkey is also unstable so this is a it's a very dynamic period and so much to watch and to to address and we can't take our eye off any of these things yeah the, this is tur- what Fizwala does the flow of weapons from iran does it continue to right. take advantage of you know the weakness of the uh, of the Syrian government.
1: The Turkish uh, legislation now allowing jail terms for fake news is 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 interesting to say the least. Uh, and who knows? What, agree. And who knows what that's the start of? I- I'm sorry to do all this quickly, but there's certain things that people are going to kill me if I don't get to. And obviously, we only have limited time. Uh, UN Commission of Inquiry on Occupied Palestinian Territory. Your reaction.
10: Well, as you know, I've been warning about this for a long time on the show and telling people. I know they dismiss the UN; they don't care about what happens to the UN. This is very serious. It has broad implications. Uh, the fact that they're they're urging them to go to the International Court of Justice, they're going to bring it to the General Assembly, accusing Israel of being an apartheid state, accusing many other things. It's it's uh, a very serious uh, matter, and I think. Um, uh, people, we are watching it very carefully. The United States is, is also. Uh, the United States does not support the commission of inquiry. Uh, you know, the three leaders are out and out anti-Israel uh, people, and some uh, accuse anti-Semitism. It's um, uh, a, a very tenuous. It's a very. Uh, it has broad implications. It can be very dangerous in terms of the efforts against Israel in the uh, in the various. Um, U.N. agencies. I spoke with Hill and Neuer over Sukkot in, in Israel and he told me how they, they they've tried for a year now to shut him up, not to give him a chance to speak. let you know, Every these radical extremists and hostile groups and the U.N. Watch, which is pro-Israel obviously, but holds the U.N. to account, they're not even allowed to, to uh, uh, they don't put them on the agenda to speak. So we see within the whole U.N. system this kind of corrupt attitude which is historic Against Israel, but the commission of inquiry, which has an unlimited budget, unlimited time frame, can be uh, a base for uh, ongoing assaults. In addition to the two standing committees, Palestinian committees, which have millions of dollars to propagandize against Israel. Don't say umshmum, please. Not you, the audience.
1: I got that. Um, Medvedev's statement that Israel giving arms to Ukraine will destroy relations. Will destroy Russian relations uh, uh, with Israel. No surprise there, obviously, right?
4: Well, it's not
10: a surprise. It's uh, it, and it's obviously always of concern because Russia, sitting in Syria, can do a lot if they don't. Um, you know, they can use the turnover, the as as to turn over the S three hundred S four hundred to the Syrians, and they would shoot at the Israeli planes. As a rule, they have not. The Russians have not. Uh, and Russia doesn't operate over Syria, but along the Lebanese border from the sea, and, and to hit. Uh, Iranian shipments and are very careful not to hit the uh, Russian pr- uh, troops but the uh, um, uh, the threat is is very um, serious right. and comes especially at the time and I heard yesterday as I was driving in one of the a pro-Israel media guy uh, who appears on one of the major radio stations uh, along with his guest talking against Israel because they're not doing enough for the Ukraine. (laughs) And the fact is Israel just passed another package. If the only thing they don't sell them is offensive weapons, but they're sending, uh, giving them a system to defend against the missiles. They're giving them uh, equipment. They set up a field hospital. They sent hundreds of millions of dollars in aid. They've uh, done so much training and, and, um, and physical assistance. And yet, They come under attack when half the countries in the world haven't even come out in support of them. Israel is a small country and has a lot of considerations. Uh, Israel took in more refugees than the UK, and I think more than the United States, much more than the United States. And the, the record is being ignored, and they're using it. And there's a concerted campaign, I think, to try and paint Israel as indifferent, and they and they invoke the Holocaust and saying after they suffered a genocide. How could they be, uh, ig- uh, ignore this when that is not at all the case? And how many Israelis were, in the, were, were there in the country helping people, helping people get out, helping people in the country? Yeah. You don't see that coming from uh, 99% of the other countries of the world. We knew this. Was I gonna feel get- very strongly about this. We knew this was uh, going
1: to get complicated. Australia reversing recognition of West Jerusalem as Israel's capital. What do you think?
10: Serious matter uh, could have broader implications. Decision was made. They own. I think even England owns land in in Jerusalem too. And and our hope was that Trust would make the move. But now that she's out, I think there's nobody's going to make that move now. But the Australian move, being a Western and portrays itself as pro-Israel. We knew the new government would be different. This is a very disappointing move.
1: Uh, president of Israel visiting President Biden next week in advance of the midterms. I'm assuming that's just a coincidence and nothing to do with the upcoming election in the United States.
10: It did not. It was. A, a, this has been in the works for discussion for months. I met with the president, and we discussed it uh, two days ago, uh, right before I left. And uh, it, it's going to be a nonpartisan visit. There will be Republicans. There will be meetings with Republican leadership. There will be meetings with uh, uh, Biden. Uh, You know, any time an Israeli leader has a chance to come and and meet the president and make the case. And uh, I think President Herzog has been very strong, whether it's on Iran or some of the other issues. He he doesn't play politics. Um, I think most people give him very high marks in Israel. Uh, and he has, he's been a very good diplomatic presence uh, for Israel at a time when the governments are so in the part, and comes with the support of various parties.
1: And what do you say to the large uh, uh, constituents of uh, the Dalcom Siegel Network, uh, listeners of the Dalcom Siegel Network, who need to know your reaction to Kanye West?
10: It is outrageous. It is uh, those who seek to defend him in any way who, who even portray him as uh, without discussing these anti-se- blatant anti-Semitic DEFCON 3, all the threats. This, is, this would never be tolerated against another group. It's gotta be denounced. It's gotta, and, and Hollywood has to speak out against it. Look, he may be a crazy guy from <clears throat> all the accounts. That doesn't matter. He has a following, and he, and he is uh, uh, portraying stereotypical uh, accusations and a total lack of sensitivity and, and uh, uh, blatant anti-Semitism. Everybody should be reacting to it.
1: Next Friday, the final Friday before the Israeli election, it should be an interesting conversation. We look forward to speaking, Malcolm. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thanks so much for joining Great us. Shabbos. Malcolm Holmline is the vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations with us Fridays, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at jm in the am and we're going to work out a schedule because uh since my future son-in-law's off roof is out of town and uh, my daughter's wedding's on a thursday uh it's gonna be a couple of challenging weeks but we're gonna to try to get as much post-election analysis from malcolm as possible on the air we'll figure that out here at jm in the am friday morning Arab shabbos thanks so much for joining us everybody uh malcolm honeline uh, returns next friday at seven forty. make sure to be tuned in um, Mark Zomick with the Arab Shabbos show coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern Time right here at JM and the AM. 10 a.m. Eastern Time uh, for that. A special shout out to our friends at uh, AH, Abels and Hyman. You know uh, that when you go shopping today, which so many people are going to be doing after all, it is the uh, uh, first Friday after Yuntif, and uh, there are a lot of people that need a lot of delicious kosher products. Check out the display in your supermarket of great AH products. All the delicious pastrami and corned beef salami, kishka, beef fried, so many wonderful things. All the varieties of hot dogs, all the uh, all the uh, delicious kosher products that A A&H is responsible for. Can't make it to the store? Get to the website kosherdogs.net, kosherdogs.net, and enjoy a ten percent discount with promo code radio. A and H, Abels and Hyman, an amazing company, a um, great sponsor of ours, and uh, an outfit that makes sure that. All of us nationwide have everything we need at all times to feed our family delicious kosher products. Try a A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos. Um, Candlelighting time at uh, 546 in New York. 546. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 546 in New York. If you don't receive our weekly newsletter and or our daily thread, just write to Avrami. He'll take good care of you. af at nachomsigel.com. AF at com, And again, Avrami will take care of everything. Uh, this time each every Friday, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomre Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning,
5: Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Wow. Tomorrow we have the privilege of starting again. The Baruch Barat Elohim. According to the Chinuch, in Parshas there is one mitzvah, the positive mitzvah of pru or vu, the mitzvah of bringing children into this world, to populate this world, so Hashem can have people in this world, for whom, as the Mekubalim tell us, teva hatov lehetiv. What does that mean? The nature of the good one referring to Hashem, is to extend goodness, meaning that the rabbis teach us, not only is the Torah telling us that there is a creator, but the Torah is telling us why Hashem created the world. Be Rashis, for Rashis, and Rashi tells us, that the term Reishis refers to, one, the Torah. The Torah is called Reishis, and therefore be rashes, not only did Hashem look into the Torah and thereby create a world that is going to be best for the people that will be in this world, and the second interpretation of racists according to Rashi is for Israel, for the Jewish people that are called racist. so just as when one buys be it an appliance or any other kind of electrical or practical um, object there's going to be a owner's manual, and the owner's manual tells the person how they can get the best usage out of their appliance. Similarly, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for the Jewish people, did he give a Torah, giving the Jewish people, and indeed, We are to be the or lagoyim, the light unto the world, showing the people of this world how one can maximize their time in this world and live the best way possible. So that very term veracious is not simply telling us a creation of time, but it is telling us a much deeper factor that there is a reason for this world. That God put people in this world that they should do good in order that he should be able to constantly extend goodness to them. Pasha's Bereshis extends for approximately 1,000 years. We have Adam Harishon who God said to him On the day that you eat from the forbidden fruit you will die and indeed the verse says his expulsion from Gan was a form of death or we see that as a result of his eating from the tree Adam became mortal so the parsha. Basically begins with creation, takes us from Adam to Noah. Adam, according to our rabbis, gives 70 years of his life to David HaMelech. He dies at the age of 930, as we find towards the end of the parsha, And we are brought at the end of the parsha to Noah, I'd like to share with you an interesting Midrash, which the Be'er Yosef brings. It's quoted by the Tosve Harosh, and the Midrash is talking about the second day, whereby on the second day the Torah tells us that HaKodesh Baruch made the Rakiah, which we'll call heaven, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu divided by Abdeel, and he divided, B'n Hamayim, Hashem mitachas the waters below the heaven, and the waters above the heaven. And the, the famous Rashi, which tells us why we do not find the term Kitov, that it was good, which is found in every day of creation, except for the second day, where it does not. So Rashi tells us because the, quote, waterways which were begun on the second day were not completed until the third day, and something which is not completed is not in a state of tov. However, the the Yosef quotes the Medrash, which says as follows, we don't find Ki on the second day, because there was machlokes, there was divisiveness. Namely, the lower waters, when they were divided from the upper waters, go'u dipchia, they cried bitter tears, that they would now be in a mako tumor, that they would be in an impure environment. So, in order to appease the lower waters, or in order to try to explain this, that there is a certain symmetry, beauty, that our Kaddish created the world, and now, the, as we can say, just as each nation has its sar, its prince, which takes care of it and looks out for it, so too the waters. And therefore, the waters complain, look what's happening. There's now a division, which is why Kitov is not found on the second day. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, relax, I will give you something that the upper waters don't have, namely, Nisuch Hamayim. That is going to be one week during the year, namely, the holiday of Sukkos, whereby, water, every day in the base of Migdash, wine was poured on the Mizbeah, and now, on the week of Sukkos, Usha <clears> Avtem <throat> Bisoson, water was was were drawn during the night, and these waters were poured. On the Mizbeach once a year, and this was to appease the uh, lower waters. Now, the waters complained and said, wait a minute, that's only one week during the year. So the Medrash goes on to say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave the lower waters an additional aspect of appeasement, namely that of the mitzvah of Melach, salt, that the Torah tells us in Bayikra chapter 2, verse 13, the Torah says that the Korban, Minach, and extended from that, all Korbanos were salted and it was to be salt on the Mizbeah for those such you shall not discontinue the covenant that Hashem made with salt and what is that? that to appease the waters this is what Rashi brings on Pasuk chapter 2 Pasuk Thirteen in Vayikra, from the, from the six days of creation, the waters were promised that they would be, number one, offered on the Mizpeach in the form of salt, and that the pouring on the Mizpeach on the Yoto of Sukkos. Fascinating. Okay? Now, comes along the the and says, take a step back, and what can we learn from this? He says, learn from this how powerful significant mitzvahs are. Take the uh, mitzvah of Niso Hamayim. So, interestingly, this is not counted as one of the 613. Interestingly, it's not found explicitly in the Torah. It's found by the addition of the Mem Yud Mem over the course of the holiday of Sukkos. In describing the Karban Musaf of the days of Sukkos, the rabbis find the extra three letters of Mem Yud Mem to be Marames to teach us that there is this mitzvah of pouring three lugen of water on the Mizbeach every day. Wow! So for one week's worth of pouring water on the Mizbeach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to the waters, you might have to wait 3,000 years, and they're only going to pour three lugen of water. And yet, wow, this was to appease The waters Unbelievable What does that show? It shows the powerful Significance of mitzvahs And let's take it one step beyond It's not only the Actual performance of the mitzvah But the Hachana Because after all We just finished the Yom Tov Of Sukkos And what do we find? Mishalora'ah Whoever did not see the celebration, the joy of the Simchas, Beis Hasho'eva that they had each night, starting with the second night of Sukkos in the Beis Amikdash, the singing, the dancing, the excitement, if one did not see it, he did not see real joy in his life. Now think about it. What was going on that they were so happy about? The answer is they were drawing the water at that time for the mitzvah of Nisach, of pouring the water, which would take place in the morning. Whoa! So this was the hachana of the mitzvah. This was the preparation of the mitzvah. And let's take note, everybody, that the Tosfos were brought in the Yerushalmi the Tosfos and the Gemara Sukkah Dafnun teaches that they would not only draw water but they drew Ruach HaKodesh from this experience from this happening and it was at that time that Yona Ben Amitai received his Nevuah to go to Ninveh, all this comes from the Simchas Pesach which was celebrating not even the mitzvah itself, but the achana, the preparation for mitzvahs. So I'd like to suggest, in the name of the Be'er Yosef, that Parshas Bereshus, while it only has one mitzvah, a prurvu, is really teaching us how significant, how exciting, how important each mitzvah and the preparation of each mitzvah is. May we truly be inspired as we start Baruch Hashem again with the privilege of enacting and living the righteous Bar Lukim, to realize not only Matov Volcano, how privileged we are that we have the Torah, but the excitement of preparation and the privilege of performance of the mitzvos is literally a fulfillment of voracious Bara Elohim. Shabbat Shalom to all.
0: se nay shaboz soy pensoáng- <inin>
1: There we go. <laughs> Jam the end with Eitan Freyloch. Yom Zel the name of that one. As we get set for Shabbos bracious Candle lighting time in New York, 546. 546, make sure you know when things start where you are. We will bench Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan is uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan is Tuesday and Wednesday, so keep that in mind. Oh, I want to take this opportunity to wish a uh, Mazel Tov To our amazing friends and neighbors, the uh, Aaron Price family. Mazal Tov to uh, Tova Aaron Price and Shlomo Goldstein. Wedding taking place, please God, this coming Sunday. And especially to uh, the Goldstein family of Brooklyn and our wonderful neighbors and friends, uh, Rachel and Rafal Aaron Price of the Lower East Side of Manhattan. A very, very special and wonderful simcha. Uh, First wedding the Aaron Prices are making and uh we wish them a major mazel tov from all of us here at jm the am i'm also going to toss in an extra special mazel tov to mrs Aaron price mrs ahava erin price of uh, brooklyn new york proud grandmother and um knowing that she's always listening to this program i want to make sure to wish her a very special mazel tov from all of us here at jm in the am so big simcha and i'm sure listener edie and uh so many others uh, in the neighborhood on the Lower East Side of Manhattan join me in wishing a Mazel Tov for this wonderful occasion. So Mazel Tov from all of us here at jm and we look forward to the big celebration. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, Trucker Yitz says that we... Uh, that um, we started saying Ma'asevur Al to Geshem, and last night in Yerushalayim it came down lightning and thunder. I heard about this; that it was raining in Yerushalayim. He writes, it poured last night right after Marav in Yerushalayim. Lots of places across Israel mostly cloudy today. How fast the seasons change! It's now the rainy season. Uh, mazel Tov! This we got from the app to Yosef Spitz of Toronto on his bar mitzvah this Shabbos. Mazel Tov, Yosef Spitz. Uh, Listener Devorah says You love talking tefillah tidbits I bet not many listeners know that we start Saying the Saint Talamatar on the 7th of Cheshvan. I will remind everybody, believe me We'll remind everybody about Zion Cheshvan, Giving two weeks to the Ola Regal to get home Before we change the bracha for rain That is why, believe it or not In our tradition um, uh, In our tradition The Saint Talamatar should have started Right after Sukkot But uh, we wait because of the uh, two weeks that it took some people to get back from Israel to their area of Chutzlairet's after being Ola Laregel. Pretty amazing, huh? Uh, Shira's mom asks if the event in uh, in the five towns is geared to second marriages as well as senior citizens. I'm assuming it's open to everybody. I'm assuming it's open to everybody tomorrow night. Young Israel of Lawrence Cedarhurst. If you missed the conversation with Rabbi Hanoch Teller, you can check it out in the archives later. He joined us earlier about tomorrow night's event. And um, and there you have it. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Um, yeah, it's a new beginning. A lot of people pointing out to us in different ways, shapes, and forms how tomorrow with Bracius, it's a new start. And let's hope it's an amazing start for everybody. And that the year 5783 gets off to an incredible start. I certainly hope it's already been that way for you and for everybody out there. Um, I certainly hope so. Miloch Cohen has a song entitled Likvot Shabbat. Here it is at JM in the AM.
4: And the-
8: I
1: J.M. and the A.M. Joey Newcomb and his Erev Shabbos Nigun before that mile cone. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, candle lighting 546 in New York. Make sure you know when things start where you are. It's Erev Shabbos, Parshas, Bracious. We'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Marachesh Fun will be on Tuesday and Wednesday, a two-day Rosh Chodesh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh Marachesh Time to take it Shabbos with Journeys at J.M. and the A.M. Israel brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web and the Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. up an amazing day and an incredible well not an amazing day but an amazing morning and an incredible week here at JMM thanks so much everybody for tuning in um, Matas with JM Sunday coming up Sunday morning at 7am eastern time I've run me tomorrow night with everybody there's Wickler with the um, Saturday Night Seagull Mark Zamek, Erev show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem coming up at 10am this morning we are your soundtrack for Erev Shabbos, the Erev Shabbos music mix brought to you by Kedem all day long here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And of course, we thank them. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Next week, a regular week, so to speak. Please, God. <laughs> Have a wonderful weekend. Shabbat Shalom until Monday. Nahum Siegel. reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.